Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey, hockey fans. Have you ever needed an excuse to buy a new jersey? Would winning a cool hockey gift card be reason enough? Well, from May 1st to June 1st, any jersey purchased through our link will automatically enter you into a draw to win a $175 gift card to coolhockey.com. All you have to do is go to www.coolhockey.com slash THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network. Buy the jersey that you should already have by now, Panarin, Kako, heck, maybe even Adam Fox. Then go on Twitter and tell us which jersey you ordered so we can connect you with your purchase for the live drawing on June 6th. That's it. Anybody who buys a jersey through our link before June 1st will have a shot at a $175 gift card thanks to our friends at Cool Hockey. Oh, and if we see 10 sold by May 15th, we'll make it a $200 gift card. So make sure to use promo code THPN for 30% off. It's about $75. One last time, that's www.coolhockey.com slash THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? It's finally time to get that Kako jersey, Panarin, Fox. You buy one, you can get a chance to win a gift card, and then you can have two, which as everyone knows, is better than one. So visit www.coolhockey.com com slash THPN today. This is the Broadway Boys podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and this is episode 61. James and Andy are going to break down the New York Rangers versus the Carolina Hurricanes, which is locked in as the playoff uh i guess they're the number three seed and no we're the number 11 they're the number six and we'd play the number three seed overall which is actually not not too shabby of a spot to be in if you're the hurricanes or the rangers and you know basically we're going to call out the hurricanes for basically being cowards and not really wanting to play us uh tough look for them tough look for carolina fans because how do you root for a team that's you know is scared of your opponent first round, not to mention the opponent's an 11th seed. So, you know, the big bad boys of of uh, the 11th seed of the East is, you know, striking fear right into the hearts of the opponent. So uh, we already own real estate in their brain. And Andy, how's everything going? Um, and how you been this week? Uh, you know, 
Uh, everything's just all right, a little under the weather, but that's to be expected uh, right now. Or I guess not to be expected, but it's like I'm a little under the weather, so I'm definitely trying to take it easy considering the global pandemic, you know, just uh, monitoring it. Do you have symptoms? Uh, No, I don't think so. I have like, I don't have fever, but I have uh, had some uh, little bit of uh, dizziness when trying to stand up and ear pressure. Kind of honestly, to me, it feels more like hay fever, like a a seasonal like type thing. Yeah. But other than that, no, no shortness of breath, no cough, no runny nose or anything. So I'm just feel very run down and, you know, a little out of it. So I'm hoping it's just much ado about nothing. I tell you what, allergies have been awful this year and not the best place to have allergies when you're out in public because I'm coughing, hacking up a lung, uh, sneezing everywhere. Uh, You know, just not not a good look for me to be outside uh, doing that type of shit. So. Um, let's get, let's get right into it. Uh, there's a couple topics I do want to hit first before we get into a full, you know, deep dive into the, into the first, uh, play-in series of the Rangers and Hurricanes. Uh, I read, or I saw John Davidson said that, uh, Cabo Caco, since he is technically a, uh, a person that has underlying conditions, he would need to get cleared by, uh, their doctors. And if there's any sort of threat, they're not going to play him for the playoffs. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that's the perfectly right thing to say. Um, you know, I, I, I know a lot of it was a lot has been made about Max Domi, who is, you know, uh, a type one diabetic um, with a very similar circumstance. But most I will say this, most of the science seems to support the fact that uh, both Capo uh, and uh Max Domi should probably be pretty safe. You know, they've been dealing with this. I don't think there's anything that says that as long as their insulin levels are monitored, that they would be at any more of a risk, you know, especially, and you can imagine that they might, they're, the, since they're so used to taking monitoring and taking care of their levels, I would assume that if, it's, if anything, they, you know, uh, there's probably some people out there who are more at risk who aren't, who don't have diabetes, but are just insulin resistant. And, and granted, I'm not a doctor, but that's just of all the reading I've done up because I want to see. So I, I, I don't think they'd have either of them would have a problem getting cleared. Um, you know, I think it's uh, they'll they'll talk about whether or not just they can have the necessary staff to who continues to help them support because obviously they're going to have limited staff. So I don't know how that would affect it. But I think I, I don't I think they will both Max Domi and uh, Capo Caco will be cleared i don't think that's a problem but um yeah but at, i mean i guess it'd be a different story but i don't for i can't speak for max domi or capo but i i don't see any scenario in which they both don't want to push to be involved you know well if i'm max yeah. domi i'm not playing well yeah you're gonna come back for three games no right yeah, that's the why first round's the best of three i mean pittsburgh is gonna wipe the floor with montreal if i'm domi i just you know, slowly just back away into the weeds like Homer Simpson and just not not be a part of that. Because you know if there's one player, there's a, there's two players that probably will not miss a step. And one of those, you know, is going to be Sidney Crosby. So if I'm Max Domi, I don't want anything to do with Pittsburgh. Uh, I, I'm, I'm avoiding that situation because it's going to be a slaughter fest. Uh, that's pens in three, by the way. That's my prediction. Uh, um and then my next one was, did you see anything? Because I, I, I look this up all the time. 
and I see nothing on roster expansion because I'm so curious what the Rangers are going to do going into the playoffs with like uh, an extended roster. Yeah, I saw that. It was, you can, your cap, I, it's like you have unlimited goaltenders, but you're capped at what? Uh, your your team cap is at 20 or something like that? or, or Yeah, or, yeah it's like then, it's 20, but... But you, uh, but your your full roster can be extended up to, of just like for the team. is. Yeah, I got to find the exact tweet, but I know it's like the Rangers obviously have a lot of options to bring up uh, some players from the AHL to have them on standby, you know. And I'm sure, apparently, I... I I did see, I think it was Pierre Lebrun that tweeted out that the league did make a decision on it and they're going to talk, release it, the, the finer details shortly within the, you know, the coming week. Okay. But that was like, like, I, one of the like, things. like I want to know how many people are showing up to camp. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, are uh, they, is this going to be almost like a little tryout for, you know, those, those guys? So maybe. I'm very curious to see how that works. Also very maybe. curious to see. Uh, cause now I saw a report, I could be wrong cause I haven't checked like Twitter yeah. in the last, like probably 36 hours. So, yeah. um, I might be lost on the, uh, in the, on the hockey front with this. Um, did they make a decision whether or not they will allow certain like signings to be eligible to play? Cause I saw Oops. something like with, that also. With Kaprizov? Yeah. You're talking specifically. Yeah. I, yeah. You know what I actually think I have right here? Yeah. Because I was, I think it was. Um, that they did decide that those guys would be able to would like would be able to sign their um their like ELCs and that because I think the thing is they're they're trying to figure out what how this like this is going to affect just free agency in general as well. Uh, I heard I, I saw that that was a concern, but right now my understanding is although they they haven't made an official decision on it, I think they were they were. It, it sounded like they were leaning towards allowing, uh, you know, Minnesota to sign like a Caprizov or um, like the, the Maple Leafs to sign some of their their rookies and from the, the CHL, you know, major junior to the contracts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's I think there's no nothing is set in stone, but I do believe that they're that they're it's starting to lean that way. You know? Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of details will come out, uh, you know, things get going. Uh, especially with the, um, uh, with the well, the, the draft. I'm sure now we'll, I think we'll have an idea of when it would be, because you would think that like if say that like, like is there a date that we're looking at that like let's just say a second wave comes and they just cancel it. Like, is there a day that like are they are they going to finish this out and then delay next season? I'm not honestly. I'm not really. I'm not really sure. Um, you know, it sounded like from that. I watched all pretty much all of that Gary press conference, and you know the they they had you know they had basically said that everything is fluid, which is smart. You know, makes sense. But um, you know, they're. Uh, I think the most of the 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 prevailing wisdom right now seems to be that the draft is going to follow the playoffs, and that. Um, free agency as well it'll be in the that i guess whatever um i'm trying to think they they want the playoffs can like to start basically in like you know the end of july early august and probably carry into like uh maybe early october at the latest and that then they teams would have probably would start up again in late december or january 
Um, so yeah, I don't know if it, it gets pushed to that window because obviously you have other things, transfer agreements with European leagues that won't be affected. That'll be going. So you, I have heard there's been some rumblings at a lot like this year. You're probably let Alexi Lafreniere was like thinking about uh, signing with a European team for next year. Okay. Because he can start earlier and get, you know, and I think that that could just be hearsay and whatever rumor, but you know, it seems smart. Um, you know, I think those leagues are definitely are trying not to are going to trying to stay on track. So, yeah, but I you do have to wonder if that affects their talks about what free agency really becomes. But yeah, I un- yeah, unfortunately right now I don't I don't really know. It's just like a lot of speculation. And I I was so sure they seemed that it was almost a guarantee that like we were talking about the draft like it was going to happen na- like nowish. Yeah. And it just never and because it was so ridiculous i mean the whole idea yeah. of having the draft now was insane and yeah. you know we i mean you and i just basically walked through we held the nhl's hand and pretty much walked through and and told them how to do it with yeah. the teams that get eliminated in the early stages get eligible for the draft uh are, they're eligible for the first overall pick and in, in the lottery system and the rest are just seated then accordingly afterwards and you don't you're not a part of it because the first round is not really it's a play-in round, so it's not really the playoffs. So the Rangers, like they say, they can make the playoffs. They made the playoff round, you know. It's and then the first round is really when you start to see uh, when they sort out, you know, the, you know, uh, Boston, Tampa Bay, Washington, and Philly, and see yeah. where they are. And that's technically the first round. So the play-in round, you know, obviously we can now let's like d- dive into it. You have the Hurricanes and Rangers. You have Islanders and Panthers, uh, Penguins and Canadians. I don't know why the Canadians didn't even bother show up. Uh, and then Toronto and Columbus. I tell you, looking looking at all this, the six versus eleven, the Rangers playing Carolina. I feel like we got lucky. The only other team that I'd feel comfortable playing would be Columbus, or I'm sorry, no Montreal. Yeah. The other teams, I would be you know just I'd be very afraid. I'm very curious with the Islanders, Panthers. That's going to be. I think a bloodbath because the Islanders, I think, have an edge there. But Panthers, man, if they get hot, they're they're kind of a scary team. Yeah, they're they're definitely a higher power offense team. They definitely lack structure, although um, they were getting hot towards the end, and the Islanders were slipping off. So who knows how this has? And the, but the Islanders are also on paper are a bit older of a team. I think you know there's a lot of so who knows maybe them not being. Uh, but at the same time, you, I guess no one really knows because if they come in, if you're an older guy, but you come in, like you might have the muscle memory and the reps down more where it's easier for some, maybe some young guys struggle just to know, remember where to be or, you know, so it's not, yeah, I'm with you. I really don't know. Yeah. But, and then um, uh, yeah. to get into the other series real quick, just to kind of break those down. I mean, uh, Penguins and, and Montreal, I, I pretty much told you Penguins are going to win in three. They'd win in two. They might win in two if Montreal just decides not to show up and forfeit uh i don't know what your thoughts on that series is yeah i don't i don't see how they have any you know you have a healthy crosby like you know pittsburgh had a lot of injuries early on this year but you know just at their full powers and i mean montreal has no superstars i guess you could argue carry price but i don't think that's um you know we talked about last how i don't think anyone has more of a conflated uh more accolades than him you know 
you know, yeah. being, he hasn't been very good. Uh, you know, they will, I think, will they have Shea Weber back? Cause he is a very, he is still a very good defenseman. Yeah. I look at his on ice metrics and, you know, he's good at he's driving good. offense cause he's got that big ass slap shot and beating him in corners is, you know, if he gets his mitts on you, you're done and he's taking the puck from you, but. That's a good you know, question because he, he had season-ending injury, season-ending injury, right? Yeah, I haven't looked into that. But so I, don't I don't know really when know. technically. What I guess they didn't realize the season might never really end <laughs> until uh, you know the fall. So yeah, but yeah, that, I, I mean to to wrap that up, it's like there's yeah, I mean you look at Pittsburgh, a healthy Pittsburgh, I, they should easily disperse uh, them. You know. Yeah, I mean they are, you know Montreal is the 12th seed, uh, yeah. and then you got uh, Toronto versus. Uh, uh, Columbus, which I think I is going to be a, a phenomenal series. Just well, yeah. I mean, yes, Toronto is more skilled, but I don't think they've of all the talk last year of their fans being furious that 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 when they play physical teams, they they mm-hmm. will. You yep. know, the rain even the Rangers, who I wouldn't say are the most physical team. The, we pretty much, I think we we won the season series against them. They might have won one game, and we won the rest, and it was just I the Rangers would just. I remember them scoring that overtime goal or the empty net goal at the garden where meanwhile, Truba was like absolutely pounding the crap out of uh, Zach Hyman behind the net. (laughs) It's just, yeah. I mean, and if you know anything about Columbus, you know, maybe they're where's Lickus is really good. I think that's how you pronounce the name. Elvis. He's a great goaltender. Uh, They're not the most high offense, but they have great defense and they have uh, excellent team defense. And yeah, they just, and they play, very physical and they're a big team you know so uh they gave the rangers a lot of trouble this season and uh i think toronto you know i yes they have a lot of high tempo you know horses but i could see a lot of their less physical guys starting to wilt if it gets uh really you know gets revved up so that should be a good series regardless so it'll be interesting to see if uh will beat skill but we'll see yeah that'll be that's the most intriguing um out of all the uh in the east anyway. in the east i think it's the most intriguing but i mean obviously the, the rangers i have uh but i can see it from an outsider looking in yeah i mean that though that series i mean whenever toronto's in the playoffs i think all eyes are on them anyway and then uh quickly to go through the west because we don't really talk a, a lot about west coast hockey but you know calgary winnipeg uh that'll be interesting i have no idea who's going to win that one uh on paper i guess calgary but all season long, they never really been able to put it together or, or play consistent enough hockey yeah. for me to love them. And Winnipeg, Hellebuck has been awesome. Uh, yeah, unreal. He he can take over uh, that series and uh, like that that first round. It's pretty short, so um, you get a couple wins under your belt quick. It might be tough to come back. Um, yeah, I don't know if you have any more thoughts on that. Uh, Not so much on that series. I do have a thoughts on a lot of the other series. All right. Well, so. Uh, the one that I like the most is uh, Oilers Blackhawks. Um, I think this yeah. is my favorite series out of the West, uh, just because. <clears throat> number one, you know, or, original six versus a historic team. Always fun to see those two teams play. I think it'll be a really interesting matchup because the Blackhawks might get run out of the building if they if they played a team. I felt like like maybe Nashville or uh, Vancouver, but Oilers, I feel like they can fend off that top heavy line and, and they have enough offensive swagger to be able to, you know, put up some, some goals against the Oilers and, you know, who knows, they can maybe squeak out and that's a five versus 12. I feel like that's the, like compared to Pittsburgh and Montreal, 
the Edmonton Blackhawk matchup. That's that's going to be tight. I think that'll go all five games. Yeah, honestly, if it was anyone else except the Oilers, I would say the Blackhawks would have very little chance. But right. I just feel like, you know, they're the Oilers are what they are. That they're a they have one of the best offensive, probably the best offensive tandem in the league. Mm-hmm. But and you know they they've gotten pretty okay goaltending, and you know they've gotten from the rest of their lineup. The uh, it's been a little inconsistent. And honestly, maybe you could even say the same thing about uh, the Blackhawks. You know, obviously, Kane has been very good this season, as he is always is. And even Taze has been offensively as, you know, he's kind of changed his role because they've lacked, they don't have as much superstar scoring talent as they've had in past seasons. So he's honestly doing a little bit more offensively. Um, but yeah, you know, they're, they're, they have a lot of young plug-in guys and guys who are getting acclimated because they're trying to rebuild on the fly. So yeah, they, they struggle too, but um yeah, they definitely have a shot against uh, the Oilers. You know, obviously well, the name of the game is shut down Dreisaitl and McDavid. And then, uh, yeah, and, and I think anyone. Yeah, and and the they're the one team that I think is probably going to be the most re- rejuvenated going into the playoffs. Because yeah. if you look at, a, like, even the East, all those teams were in playoff, consider- like, even the Rangers. And, you know, Montreal might have been probably out, but they, they kind of yeah. stink. But, you know, the Rangers, even our 11th seed, they could have been the 8th seed in the East at the end of the season. Like, they were right there. They're only a few points out going into it uh, with, like, 12 games left. Yeah. And then, you know, you look at the West, all those teams were in the mix. The Blackhawks were, you know, a team that really realistically probably wasn't going to make it, like, at all. So, like, I don't think anyone even remotely considered them a playoff team. But you never know. They got they got veteran guys that know how to win. And, you know, they had some very young talent come up and be very successful and yeah. you know it's it's a it's a freebie for them they have nothing to lose they're supposed yeah, to lose in three money. games yeah they're playing on and, house money and uh i really like that matchup a lot yeah you know patrick kane in the playoffs is uh you know you know that showtime uh moniker was earned and he definitely take amps it up so Absolutely. but we'll see you know you mcdavid's been kind of chomping on the bit to get into another playoff series so who knows it'll and i think it, i you know it's weird i i and I, I do think the fact that Chicago traded Leonard away, so now it's they have to hope Crawford can stay healthy and play because you know he's a good goaltender. He's very, I think he's kind of his legacy gets underrated a bit. You know the teams he played on were so good. He's not like an elite guy, but he's a very good goaltender. Uh, obviously, he's older now and he's got an injury history, so you have to see. But if he's well rested and dialed in, it could be all right. But yeah, who knows? Because Leonard was good before it was kind of come becoming clear they weren't going to trade him. Kind of gave up, but. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Honestly, for me, though, and I know we won't get into the Rangers quickly, but um, one of the, I, I think Minnesota versus Vancouver is going to be a lot of fun. That's the one in the West I want to watch the most. I just Minnesota was a team, you know, you have a bunch of it was like because it, it'll kind of be like the old guys who are showing that, hey, look, we're like we still have, you know, they they play a great team game. Um, I think it'll kind of be that versus like this new breed of flashy up tempo you know because vancouver was inconsistent because you know they're young so there's there's nights where you know they kind of almost remind me of a, the rangers and the bat that like you know you had a bunch of young guys that when they were motivated you know you have Pedersen and miller and uh you know Horvat and besser and yeah they just uh, young you know quinn hughes and just up tempo fun offense but you know sometimes they would get older more uh season teams would just kind of like systematically break them down. They had no answer. So that'll be interesting to see what wins out. Cause I, 
I think they'll have trouble. You know, Minnesota might have trouble skating with them, but the same thing there. You have a lot of older veteran guys that are still pretty good. So, and they were getting, they were getting better as year went on, I think. So yeah, I think for me, that's going to be my most interested to watch in the West. Yeah. I, I you don't know what you're going to get out of Minnesota. They're a wild card to me. Um, Vancouver also is a little bit of a wild card because I don't know if they'll be able to pull that magic together right away. And yeah. I could see the veteran team winning that series just because, Hey, we snuck in two games. You guys won the next two. We won that last one. Like, yeah. just because it's hard to beat a team three times in a row. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's a good point. Uh, yeah. It's that, that'll be, that'll be very interesting. Uh, um, you know, I'm not a huge Minnesota like fan. I don't know why. They're just one of those teams that like I have trouble getting into watching. Um, but that series, any obviously now hockey is a little bit different. I'll watch anything. <laughs> um, and then you got uh, Nashville versus the Coyotes again. I don't even know what to expect from this. Nashville is not the Nashville of old. Uh, no, they've kind of slowed down a bit. Uh, and then Coyotes are a team that you know. On paper, you're like, this should be a playoff team, I guess, or should be fighting for a playoff spot. I don't know what they're going to bring to the table because they're the Coyotes. It's like, yeah, they're just, fighting a, a a reputation. Right, exactly. <laughs> that and they can't seem to shake. And like they got good players. They got, you know, yeah. they got the Phil Kessel. They, they got the uh, the Hall. I just don't know what they're going to be able to bring to, you know, to the table. I, I, I don't know. So uh, I guess if I had... I guess I lean the Predators, but I can see the Predators coming out slow and uh, and Coyotes winning it, you know? Yeah. You know, Phil Kessel, the best part about him, he was never in shape. So he's going to be maybe the best player on the ice in that series. Yeah, he's been fishing. He's He, he can just step right off the boat. and uh, Yeah, and just or right into a locker room. And, just, and get right into it and not miss a beat. Yeah. But yeah, that'll be interesting. And then, all right, so then let's get into it full-fledged. Uh, New York Rangers against the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. So uh, obviously everyone probably n- now who is a Ranger fan heard about a little bit of the the drama going on with the Carolina Hurricanes. Basically, I don't know. They voted no for the playoffs, yeah. and then they put a, uh, I, have, I have the exact quote here. Yeah, it's put, give me like the here. exact quote. Yeah. All right. So, yes, uh, of the 24 teams, and this is courtesy of Elliot Friedman, uh, so of the 24 teams, or, you know, or every team in the league, two of them voted against the 2014 playoff format. Those two were the Carolina Hurricanes and the Tampa Bay Lightning. A few sources hinted at a Carolina plan setting up the playoffs. The Hurricanes politely declined to share a copy of what was proposed, but I've asked around and got two different ideas. Some of it was submitted directly by the team to the league, some of it via players through the union. One suggestion, instead of a playing round, Weigh the 12 teams in each conference by the percentage chance they had to make the final six. Each team would then play three games, leading to the final regular season standing. Therefore, instead of Chicago and Montreal getting closer to a 50% chance to make in the playoffs, their odds would remain at 3% and 0.1% respectively. A second suggestion was to force their playing opponent, the New York Rangers, to win four of the five games. If Carolina won twice in that scenario the series would have been over and the Hurricanes would have automatically advanced. Both proposals were rejected. No shit. (laughs) Why would you even propose that? You know that's not going to happen. No. I wouldn't... It's it's funny because they... Rod Brindamore gave a... uh, 
you know, they asked him about it and he gave a, an interview to ESPN where he's like, well, our concern is that we work so hard in the regular season and how does it oh even matter? We, you know, like maybe he somewhat has a point, but I mean, no, he doesn't then, have but no, but, but here's the thing. So then David Quinn gets asked something similar and it wasn't, they were, he wasn't asked about that. He was just asked about, you know, what would you, he was kind of softballed by Valaket on MSG network. But they're like, they're like, what would you say about, you know, you think this is fair or like, and he basically said, I don't think, you know, right now, you know, I, you know, I don't think we're in any position to talk about fair when you look at all the, everything that's going around and, you know, all the you know hundreds of thousands of people getting sick. And, you know, he basically perfect answer. He, he fucking, he, he hit a dinger out of the park because this is, a, is what it is. You're lucky. You're one of the teams included. You weren't comfortably in a playoff spot. Like, and right. if anything, if anything, like, I just don't understand the mentality. Like, if you're going to win the Stanley Cup, you have to go through the best. You're you. They're playing one of the low, like the last team to get in. You know, yes, yes. I'm sure we'll get into the Rangers' utter dominance over the, the Hurricanes this year and for the last 15 years. But on paper, this should be the best thing for you. Like, you have to get in, but we're not seeding you up against the high you know, high a fire, you know, high tempo team. You're against a team below you. Like what? Uh, yeah. All right. It's so just, it's yeah, not sorry. the talk about fair. Yeah, I'm sorry. Not. The Tampa Bay lightning were one of the best teams in the history of hockey. They get the number one overall seed. They play the Columbus blue jackets right in the playoffs. They get the home ice advantage game one. They lose. Guess what? No more home ice advantage. They lost it. All season, they worked to get the home ice advantage, and they lose game one of the playoffs, and it gets all thrown out the window, and now they have no advantage. That's it. You do all that work in a regular season for nothing. You don't even have home ice advantage because you, you had a hiccup first game. And guess what? That spiraled into a, a sweep for Columbus, who I called. I wrote a blog on it. But the... That like that's I can see is unfair. Like in general, having more home games if you're the higher seed. I always said the first overall seed, like in the first round, should at least have five home games and then compare it to two road ones. I know the eighth seed is never gonna agree to that, or the league will never agree to that because they want the revenue of at least two each home like home games for two of two each of them. But I do think you could still do that. Go two and two, and the rest are played at the number one overall seat. That, like, I can understand. You know, you know, you work so hard all season, you should be rewarded with home ice advantage. I think more so in the playoffs, especially in the first round. And then, and then after that, forget about it. And if you're the second seed, you know, you can go kick rocks. You didn't win. You didn't win the you know the conference. So to get into the the Rangers and, and Carolina, I mean Carolina is shaking in their boots. The Rangers need to stomp on their throats. Like, I know we're a couple months probably away from, you know, realistically seeing uh, this matchup, but you know Quinn has to be, you know, with a board for, for you know, got to win four out of five. You have to have that stuff hanging in the locker room. Like, yeah. th this is what they wanted to you. They wanted, they're scared of you. Now step on their throats. Yeah, uh, exactly. It has to be, and it can't be overconfident. Because, you know, no. I, we, we've seen this young Rangers team this year 
that they've kind of been living and dying by their confidence. And obviously it was growing towards the end of the season, hence why they were playing better. And you, you started seeing the things because the last two seasons, I'd say the last, last, last season and this season on three quarters of the, the Rangers either won handily or they lost. They didn't, they weren't, they wouldn't make it to the shootout. They wouldn't make it to overtime. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't tie games up, but we started finally seeing that in the last two months of the season. Like right after the all-star break, all of a sudden it was like, Oh, they were finally mounting comebacks. They weren't doing that. Oh, they're finally making it, getting, you know, uh, points and, you know, getting the, the loser point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or they were winning or pulling it out last minute and they hadn't been doing that. So, you know, it's their confidence. So you're absolutely right. They need to like it. The message has to be, they're scared of you, but you can't be overconfident. You need literally need to embody what they're scared of because, you know, exactly. You know, I, and, sorry, what were you going to say? No, and I was going to, you know, keep going with that. And Quinn needs to say, you know, listen, playoff hockey is different. I know this isn't, you know, I, I know this is a different situation and you don't have the uh, momentum of, of last season uh, or the end of the season and you, you making it and that excitement, that build up. But, you know, this is the playoffs you know, whatever, how, you know, people, teams respect it and whatever it is, you got to come out and just play a physical game and beat these teams up. Just beat them up. You guys are youthful. You have more energy. You're going to be ready to go quicker. Uh, you, you know, you're going to be skating up and down the ice, playing a faster set of hockey than even you did in the regular season. And you got to be physical and the Rangers got to hit everything that moves. Every time Carolina touches the puck, you need to put them through the boards. And that's how you, that's how you're going to have to play. And you're, that's how you're going to have to win because the way I see Carolina is if the Rangers win this series, which I do think that the Rangers can and will win it. I really do. Um, I know it's an 11 versus six, but that means shit. Uh, The, the Rangers moving on then would have to play the number three seed, which isn't that bad, but that, that means realistically, I don't see the Bruins being the worst team out of that i can see tampa bay now since they're like the beta i can see them being the number three i could see uh they're either going to be the three or the four so i, th- I think they're either going to play philly or tampa bay if they play philly i think we're fucked um uh, yeah. i just think philly just has so much more experience with some of their guys and yeah they they were the team of destiny before right exactly yeah um, I mean, obviously you never know, like, you no. know, they could lay an egg and be the four seed and we don't even see them, um, until the finals. But, uh, you know, if we end up playing like Tampa Bay, you got to be physical with these big boys. Like the top, the top four teams are the top four teams for a reason. And, you know, you have to be physical in the playoffs. And that's why the Carolina series, if we do win it, like you got to learn how to play a different style of hockey. And, you know, if we're struggling to beat Carolina and we get through it in five games, I'm real nervous going into that second series because, you know, it's it's one of those things that um, with the playoffs, the refs put the whistles away. They let the boys play. The clutching and grabbing increases, you know, that mucky style that, you know, where you just chew up minutes and, and give the other team nothing. It's a different breed. It's a different breed in the playoffs. And, and I really hope Quinn is ready to, to impose that on the Rangers, especially in that first round. If you're anything like me, you've probably neglected grooming below the belt because you're afraid of cuts and nicks. Well, luckily for us, Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0. 
Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. When I tell you this is a premium, I mean premium. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. There's an LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trim. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. Oh, and let's not forget about the charging stand. You can show your lawnmower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a rapid charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, you're one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and I want to give you the chance to experience it firsthand for yourself. You get 20% off plus free shipping when you use promo code THPN at manscaped.com. That's THPN as in the Hockey Podcast Network. Visit manscaped.com today and pick up their new lawnmower 3.0 electric trimmer. Your balls will thank you. Yeah. So just to, to illustrate why Carolina might be afraid of the New York Rangers, um, they, obviously the Rangers swept the season series against them this uh, season. This is a bit of a cherry pick stat game. But James, if in the last 52 games, if you had to guess what NYR's record is over Carolina, what would you guess if you had to? You had to throw again. Um, 52 games? I'm yeah. going to say that the Rangers, God, I don't really remember them losing that many to them. Uh, I would say they've won at least 35. You're close, James. They've won 37. They're 37, oh. 14, and 1 in their Jeez. last 52 games against Carolina. Pretty, pretty, wow. pretty impressive. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty interesting. Um, they just they have something, and what I, I think what plays out is the f- first period of the first game. I think Carolina absolutely dominates, but Shesterkin or even hell, even Hank, whoever it is, gives them nothing, and then they deflate like a balloon, and then it's off to the races. Yeah, because the second they throw everything they have and they don't get rewarded, and the Rangers score on like a breakaway or they they miss assignment and meet the you know, because that's pretty much what we saw this season that, you know, they're they're they are a good team, Carolina. They, you know, they have like they're a good balance. It's just, yeah, I guess sometimes they're I think it's like. They obviously don't have uh, anyone on the level of Panarin's advantage yet, but obviously they're much more uh, structured and, and balanced throughout their lineup. They will get Hamilton back, which is pretty big, you know, big good. But who knows if he's going to be a rusty or whatever. Um, but. No, I mean, and we all remember just, how they 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 came out last playoffs last year, yeah. and how how annoying they were to play against, and how they yeah. played a perfect style, exactly how I want the Rangers to come out and play, and just be physical, yeah. be annoying, and and dictate the play. Just you know, constantly make their defense turn, and constantly have you know have their guys looking over their shoulder every time they go to touch a puck. You're on them, and just play that annoying style. Carolina is very good at it, and you know, Britton Moore, obviously, we all know, you know his his career was and what type of player he was. And I think he really does a good job getting that through to his team, which is why, you know, if you can beat Carolina and beat them up and, and be physical, you can really, you know, springboard onto the next round and kind of keep that momentum and that style yeah. going. Cause it's a, it's a, you know, it's, it's the style that ends up winning. I mean, look at St. Louis talk about like an annoying team that just beat the shit out of every team they played. Yeah. I mean, physically, uh, you know, it was just a, a nightmare to play against. 
Yeah. Um, you know, awesome. and the Rangers yeah. have a lot of unknowns because you don't know. Obviously, certain guys have reputations as playoff performers. Maybe Derek Broussard a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Although, hell, he was uh, maybe not so much in the last two seasons with Pittsburgh and uh, um, Colorado before. Is he? Is he? Is Broussard? No, now he's an Islander. Oh, geez. Yeah, so who knows? Not, yeah. But um, but yeah, like Paggio, certain certain guys that just have that thing, you know. I mean, I'll be interested to see how how uh, Kako uh, plays because he kind of has that, has had that you know, in where he steps up in big moments. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Maybe the one we, he's already been on, he's been on the ice. He's been posting videos of him and Georgiev them taking shots and just you know he's been getting ice time, so that's nice to see. Uh, yeah, and then he posted a picture of him out outside, you know, just shooting. So it's clear the kid breathes, you know, eats, sleeps, and breathes hockey. And also, he was looking even more physically filled out than when we commented that, you know, he looked like a, a string bean in the beginning of the year, and he had definitely put on some thighs and had grown a bit. So, yeah, who knows? Maybe he comes in and he just there's he's a different player. We don't know, but um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see which of these new guys who is there. You know, the Rangers haven't been in the playoffs for a while, so it's kind of see if who can raise their game, who's going to become a drinking violet. You know, I don't know. Hell, I'm hard on Brett Howden, but like there is a very chance that he could. He's I, based on his ability to skate fast and his frame. Like as long as he can be smarter about how he picks his spots, he could be a very good. You know, young legs. You know, high motor. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then you know you have guys like Jesper uh, Foss that you know that he is going to be playing those minutes with Panarin. And I love Faust in the playoffs. He's yeah. always been a guy that elevates his game, steps up. And yeah, and now you're he, getting a healthy Faust too. He's yeah. an older guy, but the fact that he got to rest and that same diligence and work ethic, maybe he's like, I can destroy my body again because I'm I'm on the I'm not lingering hard, you know, I don't have any lingering injuries. I'm healed up. So yeah, prior, but yeah. And I and I, you know, we obviously spoke. I think we touched on goaltending even last week. And who would you start? I mean. I don't know. Like uh, the more I think about it, obviously you got to go with your hot hand. So you got to see how guys are doing, you know, at camp, you know, if, if yeah. Shurkin's really struggling, then, you know, maybe, maybe start Hank. Like it's obviously going to be one of those two. I don't think there's a scenario out there unless both those guys go out with injuries that Georgie, Georgie starts. So uh, I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to say you, I lean just jerking, but I wouldn't be surprised if Hank steals this from him, you know, and um, and they, I was listening to NHL network, um, on XM and they had a, you know, a pretty interesting take on just goalies in general going into this, that you might see teams play two goaltenders and not just one in the, in that, in this first round, especially, yeah. especially the teams that are getting seated because they want both their goalies to have a chance of feeling pucks in a game situation. Because you, you know how sometimes Hank starts the seasons and stuff like that. You know, he's a little shaky and then he, you know, kind of harnesses, like, you know, uh, I don't even know the word I'm looking for. Kind of, you know, puts everything together and, and finally, you know, that, you know, a month worth of games, 10 games in, he really looks sharp. Uh, you don't have that here. So they said that, you know, look for teams to start their second goalie, their backup goalie, if they have a, especially if they have a lead of 2 0. You know, having that, or and you know, even a lead in the game, switching out that goalie in the third period. So uh, I thought that was interesting. I don't know where your thoughts on that are. Yeah, you know, it's tough because their goaltenders are. It's all about rhythm and being in a groove. So yeah, it's kind of hard to. It's 
kind of hard to to gauge like you know who's like you said it's kind of you don't have much to go on because you don't have any games it's just and camp isn't the same as being in game shape there's plenty of guys who've said oh he looks great in camp and then they have a tough, tough season you know um but i mean would you be pissed if say the rangers start just jerking they're two two well in a series and uh you know they get up to like a three goal lead in the, the first period of the that you know third game and they put in hank just to get shots like, yeah. I, I don't know how, like, I would take that. I mean, obviously, I see what the Rangers are trying to do there in that situation. But, uh, like, you know, obviously, you have a good thing. You don't want to ruin it. Like, you know, he- heaven forbid, Hank, you know, gives up five goals and the Rangers are never ever to recover from that again. But, you know, it is you do need two goalies, I think, in this playoffs uh, only because of how unique this is. And and just like going into it, it's just you know a, a weird situation and you don't know how teams are going to react how teams are going to how players are going to respond and stuff like that so it'll definitely be interesting to see and uh, i'm curious to see how much access we get to um uh camp you know what i mean like are they going to be able to like is there going to be a live feed i would love that i mean it's considering it would be you know obviously there are concerns about uh staffing things like that because especially as they're they're lording over how they're going to broadcast uh stanley cup playoffs as safely as possible but yeah i mean you know considering we have no problem tuning in to msg network to watch uh zoom feeds you know ported to our televisions just having one camera guy with proper distancing techniques and yeah just watching you know uh I'm sure they could figure something out, you know, or having a social media person yeah. or even hell just mount a, mount a cam to, you know, uh, have one cam in the center that follows play, you know, up and down each end. I you mean, know, especially they do scrimmages and stuff. I mean, they're but, so worried about money. Why don't you just have a subscription to it? You know, yeah. there's no reason no. why you can't set up a camera feed to watch camp and allow fans to, I would watch it. You told I me mean, I to sign up for, you know, 10 bucks and you get to watch all of camp. Would you not sign up for that? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I, I'm someone who's watched like Rangers prospect tournaments with a guy on an iPhone in like a small (laughs) rink in the middle of nowhere in Michigan. So, you know, I mean, I'm, yes, I'm a special case because I'm particularly a loser and nerdy, but like, I'm sure there's more pedestrian Rangers fans would love to see that. You know, everyone's just chomping at the bit. So I am anything you can get out. Yeah. Did they say how many uh, cities that they're going to go to? It's going to be two hub cities, I believe. There's going to be an east and a west. Okay, so you have all the teams from the east. Like, are they going to, like, this is what I was, like, thinking with the, the feed. Like, obviously, like, the only problem with the feed is that then teams could then watch their practice and stuff like that. But, like, if everyone's at the same rink, it's almost like the tournaments where, you know, when you were younger, where you'd go scout out that team. Like, I wonder if, like, they're going to have people at, every single camp you know what i mean yeah yeah well definitely obviously they're gonna they said they'd have facilities to practice i don't know if that it's just the same facility that they're playing and they just a lot ice time people or if they have other local rinks that are still in operation you know i don't really know like they you know they they seem to have a pretty good they've worked out all the, the variables and they're like it makes more sense to have just two big sites where we can which honestly it makes sense instead of having to like watch 
all these different spots to make sure you're not messing up. You just have, you know, dedicated teams in, in two spots to make sure, you know, you keep them there. Um, but yeah, I mean, they definitely, you know, they're going to be sharing, I'm sure, uh, you know, NBC and Sportsnet will be sharing, you know, a master feed. And obviously how that relates to uh, the local uh, cable providers that have, I think they still have um, uh, rights to the first round so they can broadcast it. It's nice. happened to it. Um, I believe so. So, uh, like, I, I want to hear your thoughts on, like, what you think the schedule will be like. Um, obviously, there's, you know, four uh, pairings for, you know, East and West. And usually, you know, during the regular playoffs, they would just do every other day for the most part in that first round. Um, now, if everyone's playing out of the same rink, is there going to be like a 3 p.m. and then a 7 p.m. and then out I west be so. like a 7 p.m. and a 10 p.m.? Uh, I don't know if they'd, you know, on the East Coast, I don't know if they'd start a game at 10 p.m., especially if it's an Eastern team. But well, I'm I saying for the East- West, like the Western team would oh. start at, t- like, that would be 10 oh, yeah. Eastern time. Yeah, I can honestly see them do, honestly, three to four games a day matchups a day like you can do it why not like you said yeah. stagger them 1 p.m uh eastern time uh Three. that then 1 p.m you know and just stagger the games and have two two per division per day yeah. you know i and i mean so many people are stuck at home imagine just getting to sit at home and like have your pick of four different games like you know you want to get this done quickly the circumstances are different. You've had time to rest up. So it's not like you're now like, oh, God, it's like we need that that time to to conserve. You know, you, they've been sitting on their couch for two months, whatever. Their injuries are healed. Let them, let them expedite this because, you know, I, at the same token, you really want this to take, you want to be locked. They don't, players don't want to be locked in quarantine longer than they have to. And if that means they have to wait, to, you know, if I think teams are not going to want to wait two days before playing a game. Every team's going to probably want to play every other day, you know, somehow. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I think I think it, it behooves them to do as many, uh, yeah, as many games as possible in that, for, you know, especially in that. Although, obviously, you know, the, the play-in round doesn't include the, the higher seed, just those one. But, yeah, I think it, now, are they, it, honestly, it makes more sense to just expedite it. Those seeding games, games, are they going to be televised as well? Because then if, if that's the case, I, I don't know what they're going to do with the, with the, um. Yeah, I would assume the they are, the round round, how, and how that works out. Assume they are, you know, and those are definitely like the seeding games. If anything, you can give them the short trip because they're going to be there no matter what, you know? Yeah. Def- yeah. You know, highlight, give them the early games and give the yeah. the prime time the teams that are fighting to get in and then there you go you know yeah no i i uh you know i definitely agree with that uh it'd just be fun fun to watch just you know have game after game after game you know kind of like march madness uh you know style you know where it's just like (laughs) tip off starts at 11 30 a.m and the games don't end until 10 30 at night or you know even midnight Um, sorry someone's got there someone's on the move um yeah i mean so i guess like going uh overall i mean this is uh you know definitely exciting stuff and and uh there you know there were some comments thrown out there that 
you know, this was just the only thing that was ever voted on was the format. The format is approved, but you know, they could, we could run into certain, some issues. I mean, look at, you know, the major league baseball and how, you know, they, they might not even have a season because they can't come to agreements. Uh, I am very concerned the rest of the way though, you know, uh, I'm curious how this will all work out and I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I don't know. I don't know what the pulse is right now out there with the, you know, the players and the owners, but um, I, I just hope it's good. Yeah. It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to, uh, to gauge. Cause it's like, you know, I'm sure they're not every player, especially in the HLPA. There's some, I'm sure some, some are more, let's get this completed in any way possible. There's some people that are like, who don't feel it's worth their time to 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 try to to acquiesce to what the league wants in case they feel absolutely comfortable with it. Yeah, so I'm sure it's tough. It's the you the you're trying yes, the circumstances are, are different, but at the same time if you're so dead set on this, then you have to placate a lot of um different mindsets going in. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, as as far as the owners are concerned, you know, they're gonna anything if they if the league is saying like we feel like this is the best way to make your team or you or your provider or whatever revenue, then they'll at least fall in lockstep with that. You know, um, you know. Obviously, there's some different. You know, I think teams like Buffalo, where I don't know how how safe Jason Botterill's job is. You know, or or the Pagulas if they care. But yeah, I'd say for the most part, every you know most everyone's got a different agenda. So this has kind of been the time for the league to. That's I, I maybe man yeah, maybe steamroll for lack of a better word where it's like this is the only way we can we can proceed forward so yeah I don't know but it's it's kind of tough it's kind of tough to gauge you know a, a lot of it also depends on because it had seemed like things are were progressing really fast in terms of just the public moving towards you know but we're seeing obviously more testing gets out there get higher reported cases uh, it maybe causes some pause you know so but we'll see who knows what things look like uh as we get geared up for a training camp you know i'm sure some i believe some european players are already training they might apparently they they might not have to come early they can stay behind i don't know if they're forced to report to camp but you know if they're with you know they'll have to get with their teams eventually but you know i think for the time being a lot of them are like i'm just gonna stay put you know yeah i mean again we don't know when this all will happen and honestly it's just a waiting game at this point uh i do i feel like it is promising that you know disney and these bigger companies and theme parks that you think would have a little bit of uh pull and knowledge and connections within local and national and federal government so um the fact that they have opening dates is uh something that's um you know uh, I see as a really big positive sign that, you know, sports then will, will be able to follow suit with obviously out fans, but they'll be able to do something. So, you know, these theme parks can have, you know, 25% capacity. There's no reason why the NHL and the NBA and, and, you know, the MLB, and I know they're, they're, they're fighting a different animal here, but you know, there's no reason why, you know, they can't figure out to pull this playoffs out and, you know, let's keep our fingers crossed, you know, obviously, you know, health is like the biggest concern. I know we said this over and over again and us living in the worst part of the, it seems like of the world right now, um, New York city, uh, you know, it, 
you know, I feel like being upstate and being, you know, just outside in Jersey in general, I don't feel like people really understand how like bad this is. So, um, so it, it is a little bit of a relief to kind of see those, those companies like Disney and stuff, like I said, opening their theme parks and stuff. Cause you know, obviously they're talking to people that are in the know and I hope that, you know, the NHL has done the same thing and they really are confident that this thing could start, you know, as early as, you know, late July, which would be dynamite. Yeah. You know, I think at the end of the day, everyone is chomping on the bit to watch sports. Mm-hmm. I think it, uh, the NHL being the first to have things in place. Although I did see that the NBA, they're going to start training camps relatively soon. Right. Uh, so. yeah, I thought it was like almost like this coming week, the end of the yeah, this, this so week. Even though the NHL may be announced first, the NBA might get under action underway earlier. Um, but although I know, I think, uh, right now it seems like the, uh, the NHL is at least has more information out, but yeah, you know, I, 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 the NBA is going to be in Orlando, correct? I was it Orlando and Vegas, or are they just doing it all in Orlando? I, I, I thought it was going to be all in Orlando, but uh, that, that's probably right. I mean, I have no idea. I don't, I, I, uh, I'm not, a, you know, a huge basketball person. Um, yeah. You know, I will, I will obviously watch it if it's on, but um. You know, it's uh, it's one of those things, though, I feel like hockey's a little bit tougher than yeah. basketball. Basketball, oh, though, yeah. like, they got to be on top of their shit because you're touching the same ball. You're sweating all over each other. Like hockey, you're wearing gear. Yeah, you can obviously they all wear the visor. Not that that really covers the mouth or anything, but it's just like it's less physical skin on skin contact. And you're not breathing right there on someone. There's kind yeah. of a little bit of distance, I guess, but. I just feel basketball. You're sharing the ball. I mean, they got to be, if they can get basketball going, you know, hockey should be a no brainer. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, uh, the good thing about basketball is that you can pretty much build a court almost anywhere as you just bring in, right, the, yeah. find enough, enough empty space. You have two nets. It's fine. Uh, obviously a hockey rink is entirely different animal. It involves, you know, piping and fluid and, you know, you know, so it's, it, yeah, it's difficult, but, um, but like, yeah, to your point, that's a, that's well said. Is that you know, it's uh, health wise, they have much larger hurdles to overcome, and you know, their testing will probably have to be even more comprehensive than the NHL. But it, yeah, it's promising that that both leagues now are they they're pretty much committed to their playoff formats resuming, and they have, they're they're locating their they're making the best educated decision they can about the hub cities. Uh, I I honestly don't know where the NHL will be. I'm sure that if they had their druthers, they would want it in a more high profile spot, but that probably also provides the most risk, you know, cause I know they had mentioned Toronto, but you know, maybe at the end of the day, you know, Raleigh, North Carolina might be the, the best spot, you know, in terms of not, not a lot of people around. Uh, yeah. So who knows, but you know, they'll, they'll look at uh, strain figures and progressions of cases see what the best spot to put it in that'll factor their decision yeah you know and especially i'm sure did they give a time frame of when they would announce the hub cities no they just said they're continuing to look into it i mean you know i don't think we'll hear anything for a bit because training camps aren't going to start until july 10th at the earliest so And and it doesn't have to be the home of an nhl team right uh no i think it just has to be an area where they feel like they can, can meet all their needs, you know? So 
even if it is, you know, facilities are important. Obviously, the good thing about arenas is that they usually have the most comprehensive yeah. facilities and they're not being used, you know. So, yeah, you know, I mean, it, one thing, you know, I don't know if that means that uh, like college or. Yeah, I don't know. It depends. I'm there. I'm sure they're just seeing you know what the staff numbers are what's the safest amount of staff they have what facilities offer the best separation or should something happen yeah i don't know so i assume it'll be a, a home team's arena although and i'm sure that'll then be an issue for the other teams that are like they get even though there's no fans they get to play and they're you know in a, in a rink they're familiar with in the boards and all that stuff but yeah i don't know without the fans there i didn't really I don't buy that enough. It might maybe they might know how the boards react a little bit more, but plenty of teams get beat on the road, so I don't I don't really subscribe to that. I don't subscribe to it either. Uh the only time I really see uh home ice advantage is game seven. And that's honestly just because you have the fans behind you. Yeah. Uh, the teams buzzing, you know what I mean? But at yeah, the same exactly. time it's like it really doesn't make a difference. Uh the only thing I could see Carolina crying is that, you know, the Rangers beat them in their own barn so many times that you know maybe they cry and say you know we need to play elsewhere that's about it um all right i mean that's all i got for for right now uh you know obviously you know this is pretty exciting just to be able to talk about something with substance uh again i i can't can't wait to see what happens with training camp you know what kind of players we're looking at uh the roster size uh, who's going I uh, can't wait for that first you know article I'm sure Vince will be on top of it of how many players get to go who's going and stuff like that as soon as he gets word uh, and then I guess from there that will be the building block of reality in terms of the schedule so um, once we get you know the go from the league to you know start bringing in their their boys so all right yeah. You got anything else to say? Yeah. So just I'll wrap by saying this. Um, you, If you're listening, you probably are, for the next few weeks, we might not be having, uh, we won't be dropping episodes every week, but, you know, maybe uh, sporadically here and there. And then not, once the training camps and playoffs start, we'll be uh, back to a more frequent schedule. But yeah, just in this little, uh, it's not a hiatus per se, but we're just this uh, coming month. I'll probably be dropping episodes less frequently. Um, so, but yeah, so we'll be and make you know you can listen look at our uh, follow our Twitter at Roy Boys Pod. And we'll announce when episodes are dropping, uh, just so you know that one is coming out. But yeah, it's uh, if you don't see an episode next Monday, don't freak out. It's just uh, for the next month or so, things might be less sporadic. So, we'll, but we'll be sure to let our everyone our followers know on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod when we have an episode dropping we'll let you know on um, the you know saturday or sunday uh before it comes out the following monday so yeah just uh keep uh tuned into that and i'm finally excited that we're advancing towards uh <laughs> nhl action in hockey and uh yeah i guess the canes better look out because it's rangers season thank you for listening to the broadway boys podcast Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod and please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet.
New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.